everyone. Welcome to Monday Mindset. I'm Erin Hart and today we are going to be talking all about the holidays and how to stay on your sugar and flour free plan during the holidays. So I know that for a lot of you this may feel like a really big challenge and I remember when I started a few years ago this is my fourth holiday season living a sugar and flour free lifestyle but in the beginning the first year I just remember feeling like how do you even do this, right? How do you navigate the holidays when there is sugar and flour everywhere, where people are dropping it off at your doorstep, where, you know, the holidays and the traditions in our society are all, uh, are all, are all about food, right? So we want, so what I want to do in this video today is just give you some hope, first of all, and let you know that it's possible to stay on your sugar and flour free um, meal plan during the holidays. And first of all, why would you even want to do that? And, um, and I want to just start with that because when you're approaching a holiday season, you may ask yourself like, well, why would I even want to stay on my sugar and flour free plan? Like, is this something I really want to do? Is this, or do I want to try to moderate? And, um, and you know, we all have self-responsibility, but let me just share with you my perspective as a health coach and seeing how, um, how the holidays have affected people in the past. So one of the reasons I think it's really important to stay true to your plan during the holiday season is because first of all, it's just such a great opportunity to solidify your your new identity as someone who eats sugar and flour free. Truly, if we wanna have a permanent, sustainable weight loss solution, we need to adopt an identity around living sugar and flour free and be consistent in eating on, on our plan, you know, despite challenges that come in our way, holidays or special occasions or family parties. And you know, if every, if every, uh, special occasion were a special occasion for you to eat off of your plan, I mean, we would have multiple throughout the week, right? We can always find excuses to eat off of your plan. And what happens I find is that when people make exceptions for special occasions, it can, just become, it can become a downward spiral. It can escalate into more and more and more special occasions. And you have that mental chatter, uh, that, and you're constantly negotiating with yourself. I had someone, um, talk to me this week about who, someone who was doing some parts work and they were saying that, you know, when you find yourself, uh, negotiating with yourself all the time or, or, you know, you just know you're not in your highest self. You're not in your highest self when you're constantly negotiating with yourself. When you're having all of the food chatter, when you're, um, you know, it's just a sign that you may not be in your highest self. So I just want to invite you to, to embrace the challenge of sticking to your plan during the holiday season. Uh, it will help you to solidify your identity. It will help you to, to continue to progress toward your health goals. It will help you to 
to gain experience and confidence as you go through the holidays without eating on your plan. It brings so much confidence. The first year, I didn't know if I could do it, but I did it. And after that, I just felt so strong. I felt like, you know, I can do this. This is sustainable for me. And I want to give you some tips. If this is the first year that you are uh, navigating a sugar and flour free lifestyle, uh, I want to just give you a little, some, a few tips on how to go about that and encourage you to know, to help you to know that you're going to feel so proud at the end of it. <laughs> you know, at the end of the, of the holiday season, having stuck to your plan and, you know, course corrected as you've needed to having compassionate curiosity, but, you know, having that mindset of unstoppability through the holidays, I just want to encourage you because you are going to be, you are going to progress towards your goal. So just imagine how you're going to feel on the, when you're on the other side of it. Um, and that's how we want to make our decisions, not in the moment when we're having a craving or an urge or there's triggering food around. We don't want to give in to those in the moment. Um, you know, that's like the lower part of our brain. We want to really use that higher part of our brain and choose what is going to ultimately help us to find true joy <laughs> in the holiday season. And um, while food is a big part of all of the traditions that we have, one of the things I just want to invite you to do is to find new ways to to celebrate without using without using food. I mean, of course, we're still going to have food <laughs> because we all have to eat. But what are some ways that you can deeply connect with your family and make new memories and traditions uh, around the holidays that don't involve food? So, um, you know, for Halloween, for example, how can you focus on the people and not the food, right? The people and not all the treats. Uh, some fun things that I've heard of some people doing, you know, besides just dressing up and having fun with the kids, you know, giving out dollar bills <laughs> or this year for Halloween, we're giving out those little, um, those little vampire teeth. Uh, and I'm not saying that your kids or kids shouldn't eat candy during Halloween. I think it's fine. You know, not everyone is, experiences food addiction. But if you're wanting to decrease your visual triggers in your home, maybe I would just recommend not keeping, you know, triggering food in your home, in your home when you're trying to recover from, um, from food addiction. So, you know, finding different ways, different things to give out that aren't food. Uh, so like, so, uh, at, at Thanksgiving, you know, focusing on gratitude, focusing on keeping a gratitude journal with your family or, uh, you know, having, um, like playing football on Thanksgiving morning or doing a 5k Thanksgiving morning, right? For Hanukkah, you know, just spending time with your family and friends, connecting with God and your traditions, uh, Christmas, learning about Jesus Christ and losing yourself in the service of others, right? Just um, when, just taking your focus off of the food and, and, on, and, and placing it on the real reason that you're celebrating the holiday. Um, at New Year's, 
spend time journaling and dreaming about what, why, and how uh, you are going to achieve your goals for the next year. So for all of these holidays, you can really more deeply connect with others and you can uh, shift your focus from the food to the people, from the food to the real reason that you're celebrating the holiday. And of course, like we're still going to eat delicious food during the holidays, but having the main uh, purpose behind your get together is not the food, but have, focusing on the people, um, asking them questions, asking your loved ones connect, uh, questions about you know, what they've been up to, connecting with them, uh, finding ways to serve them, laughing or crying with them, right? Uh, the holidays are, uh, for a lot of us, have been, uh, we've been able to connect with our family through food, but I want to help you to just separate food and connection with people um, that, you know, food is not necessary to connect with people. It really can actually block true connection, at least for me when I was, uh, you know, in past years, I kind of used, I was so focused on the food that I didn't even really connect deeply with those around me um, because I was thinking about the food so much. So you don't need to eat sugar and flour to enjoy the holidays. In fact, you may enjoy the holidays even more without uh, sugar and flour, without feeling shame and guilt and weight gain uh, that's associated with with overeating. So uh, some things I wanted to just help you to remember are your deep why. As you're going through the holidays, remember your why. Remember why you started this sugar and flour-free lifestyle in the first place. Uh, lean into that. And not just to look cute in jeans, right? Because if that's your reason and you're at a holiday party and, you know, it's not going to be enough to help you to stay on your plan. You really have to go deep with your why and um, like seven levels deeper than those initial superficial reasons. We have to have our deep why be bigger than ourselves and um and and we know that we have that deep why when we feel um when we like want to cry or when we feel goosebumps right so be sure to review the deep why video it's a great time to revisit that that exercise uh, and do the deep why exercise um, during the holidays when you can anticipate a challenge, it's a great reason, uh, a great time to revisit your why. Uh, This is a time that's, it's really essential to increase your accountability uh, when you can anticipate a lot of triggering foods and visual triggers and smells and you can anticipate food pushers, right? Uh, it's It's an important time to increase your accountability to check in with your buddy each day or bookend. You know, when you go to a party, check in with someone before, let them know your intention, check, and then check in with them after and let them know how it went. So expand your support network as much as possible. Um, if you aren't a member of the, of the Healthy Real Food community, I really invite you to join our, our private 
community on Facebook. It's an amazing place to find support and buddies with others who are living sugar and flour free. And um, another thing I would encourage you to do is just get back to the basics during this time of year. So if you, if some of your habit stacks have gone out the window, this is a great time to refocus your efforts, write down your food the night before, commit it to your buddy, uh, and eat exactly what you wrote down the next day and then follow up with that person. You know, um, weigh and measure your food with a digital food scale. That is weighing and measuring our food with exactness. It's a way to really decrease the food chatter. Um, and uh, and it, it's really so much easier mentally than trying to moderate and make exceptions because of, because more begets more. And those exceptions can lead to more mental food chatter and cravings. I've seen so many times um, as a coach and just as an observer in this community uh, where one holiday off plan where it's been an intentional decision to eat um, something off plan, it's it can reignite that food addiction and it can lead truly to months and even years of struggle and I've seen that so often so if you are having peace with your program right now it's not a time to start experimenting and moderating right protect what you have protect your program it's so worth it and find ways to find joy this season without using food um so this, uh, let's see, I wanted to also share some tips with you um, on, you know, really how to navigate specific scenarios. Like perhaps you have, you live in a neighborhood where people bring treats to your door, right? And uh, that, or you or at your work, you know, people pass out their gifts or treats. And so you have all of these um people gifting you food. So one way that I approach this is just, um, I always just accept it. This is how I handle it and you can do whatever brings you peace. But I also, I always accept it just graciously and I don't explain to people that I'm not a person that eats sugar and flour. And then I re-gift it. <laughs> so my kids love it. Um, they can eat those foods. Um, and they can moderate them. So I, my kids eat some of those foods, uh, but I also sometimes just re-gift it to my other neighbors, right? Or my, or friends. Um, and I love when people bring me treats because it just, I can see that it's a way for them to express love to me, um, even though it's not uh, something that I really want. <laughs> it it's kind of a fun game because then I, then I make a challenge of who to give it to. Uh, but you know what? It's also okay to just say thank you and accept it and put it in the trash can. And you can really just dispose of it. They don't need to know about that. But don't put it on the counter. Uh, don't don't <laughs> um, keep it around, okay? Either dispose of it or give it away. Um, or if it's for your family, put it in the special cupboard where you just don't ever open that cupboard door. Uh, and 
um, don't feel guilty about that. So may you accepted the gift and they, they were, they wanted you to feel loved and appreciated. And you did accept that you don't have to eat the thing (laughs) for them to know that you feel loved and, and you know, it's a gift of their thoughtfulness and kindness. So you don't have to eat it. Uh, I, I, you also just don't need to explain yourself to anyone. If there are food pushers that are in your family or neighbors or friends and stuff, right? You can simply say, no, thank you. So if you're at a family party or something and someone offers you something, say, oh, thank you, but no. Or, or just say, I'm so full, you know, I'm not hungry, or maybe I'll eat some of that later, right? But you don't have to eat things just to please other people. Uh, and it really helps you to build your identity when when you find creative ways to say no thank you, right? Uh, saying no thank you helps you to solidify your identity um, as someone who doesn't eat sugar and flour. And at first we kind of have to pretend, right? Like you feel like you're pretending, like I'm a person when I was 280 pounds and I started to say no thank you that I don't eat sugar and flour, I was still 280 pounds and people are like, really, you're 280 pounds? But for me, that's how it started is by starting to say no thank you. And um, it's not that we can't eat sugar and flour, it's that we don't, we choose not to. So it's a great way to solidify your identity by just simply saying no thank you. Or, um, and but you don't have to explain it to people. You really don't. You, you can say no thank you, period. And that's a full sentence. So, but you can explain it if you want to, uh, but don't feel like you have to. Um, practice self-care by doing what's best for you at parties and special occasions. I usually say like, oh, that looks so amazing, but I'm so stuffed. I'm full. I may have some later if there's someone that's pushing food on me or I ask them for a drink of water or something, right? Uh, For get-togethers, I I always bring a fruit or veggie tray or a salad that has a healthy protein on it, uh, you know, so that I can definitely guarantee that I'll have some food there at the party that I can actually eat. You know, if you're going to a party and you're expecting and you're not sure if there's going to be food on your plan there, there's probably not going to be. So don't leave your dreams to chance. Bring something to share. You don't even have to ask to bring something. People always just appreciate if someone brings something to share at a family party. So just bring a big salad or bring... um, or bring something to share, bring a veggie tray or, or something that has um, healthy real food on it. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, if there, uh, another thing that you can do is just uh, eat before you go to the party and not have to worry about it, right? And then just sometimes bring a, you could bring a sparkling water Uh, that's an idea and just you know say like oh thank you that looks so good but I already ate right no one really cares as much as we think that they care and so just 
practice self-care by setting healthy boundaries with yourself and with family, uh, choose to stick to your plan. You're going to feel so much better when you do. Um, I find that having a sparkling water is really helpful at family parties, especially when there's a lot of not my food around. So if you're feeling really triggered, uh, use the five second rule that Mel Robin teaches and text your support person immediately to bookend with them. Text them before the party and after the party for accountability. Remember, your only job in the moment when you're feeling a really strong urge to eat off of your plan is to recognize the urge as a signal from your primal brain um, without becoming distressed by it and not to act on it. So your only job is not to act on it. And that uh, will bring you so much joy. Those strong urges and cravings, they will pass. And every time you choose not to act on them, you're building mental strength. So the holidays are an amazing time for you to build your your mental muscles. And by not acting on those strong urges and cravings, you're sending a clear signal to your brain. And those urges and cravings are going to um, eventually go away. But if you intermittently give in, that's when all of the food chatter happens. That's when all of the <laughs> craziness happens. So having to, to get sanity around food, uh, you want to have that clear signal to your brain that, um, that you just, like a line in the sand that you just don't cross. And it's really hard the first several times, but the more and more that you do it, you'll, you'll just be so surprised that the cravings eventually go away. Embrace the challenge of the holidays and think of it as a way to build that mental fortitude. Every time you stay on your plan when, it, when it's hard, you get stronger. You are building a strong foundation of healthy eating for the rest of your life. You are progressing toward your health goals and your future self is going to be so grateful that you did. Uh, so if all of your family traditions are centered around food, I invite you to create new traditions that don't involve unhealthy food like a Thanksgiving 5K or going bowling on Christmas Eve or uh, buying a new game each Christmas to play with the family, right? I challenge you to make your plan and stick to it. Increase your accountability and support. Get back to the basics uh, during the next few months of just writing down your food, committing it to someone, and eating exactly what you wrote down. Uh, I challenge you to focus on food preparation and weekly meal planning habits. Uh, it, imagine how you will feel come January, having made progress toward your health goals and strengthened your mindset. Imagine how you'll feel in a year or two after practicing consistent execution with your meal plan. The way that we gain confidence is to do hard things and not die. <laughs> so. Stay strong and stay on your plan during the holiday season. You may not have the confidence yet because you haven't done it before, but the way to build confidence is to just do it. And then each year it just becomes so easy. Um, you know, the second year was a lot easier than the first. The third year was a lot easier than the second. And <clears throat> so um, use this as an opportunity to build your new identity. Uh, and it will just give you so much momentum come the new year. Uh, you know, the new year always comes with a lot of 
awesome goal setting momentum, but imagine um, building that momentum all throughout the holidays and then come the new year, just you're going to fly. So if you do make a mistake or you don't stick to your plan perfectly, I just want you to know that it's okay because you're human and it's okay. Don't fall into the all or nothing mentality or the what the hell effect. Just remember uh, the three C's of constant course correction, compassionate curiosity, connection, and commitment to um, have your very next meal be right back on track. Don't beat yourself up. Be kind to yourself as you navigate the season. It is so much easier mentally when you're 100%, but if you're not perfect, it's a really great opportunity to practice overcoming the all or nothing mentality and learn from it so you can be stronger going forward. So don't be perfect. Be unstoppable. Uh, Happy holidays with all of the joy and sometimes heartache that this season can bring. I know that a lot of the reasons that many of us struggle during the holidays is because there are so many emotions associated with these with these holidays and traditions, right? A lot of them may be joyful and celebratory, but some of them may be loneliness or um, sadness, right? Of things that we've lost or people that we've lost. So if you struggle with emotional eating, I just want to invite you to find ways to care for yourself without using food during this season. Um, Surround yourself in our community. We will help you. I wish you so much happiness, health, and hope. Um, If you haven't already, be sure to join the Healthy Real Food community to find resources and accountability to help you during the next few months and beyond. Uh, I also wanted to share with you that while, while we're talking about the holidays, this week I created a really fun ebook that are all of my favorite things. So it I went through Amazon and I just selected all of my very favorite items. So if you need ideas to share with your family of things that you may want for the holidays, it's a really fun book. So it's the Healthy Real Food Lifestyle Favorite Things ebook. If you want a copy, be sure to email me at erinhearthealthcoaching.com uh, and I will get that to you. It has all of my favorite, uh, what's it having it? It has all of my favorite kitchen gadgets, pantry items, self-care items, um, books, some really helpful apps listed in there to really support you and help you with your sugar and flour free lifestyle. Uh, And this is a fun way to reward yourself during the holiday season without using food. So uh, be sure to check it out. If you're in the VIP community, there's a post where you can download the ebook. It's under the files tab. If you are not part of the year of you, just send me an email and I'll get that to you. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Bye.